Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Again, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and 11, and it reads, Least Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Once again, it says, for Satan should not take advantage of us. The Satan takes advantage of us when we are ignorant of his devices, of his traps, his schemes. That's how the enemy takes advantage of us. Now, let me give you an example. Let's say there's a young, let's say it's a, a young person. Let's call let's say a young man. God delivered him from this previous relationship. They were doing things they should not have done. He's a Christian. But God once again delivers him and he's walking in the peace of God. Things are going well. And understand, listen, the enemy is intimidated by that young man. Why? Because the person is that young man is walking with God. And uh, when you walk in the peace of God and you have you're walking in the presence of God, the enemy knows that the enemy that I'm sorry, that God is talking to you. You're exchanging ideas. You're becoming stronger and stronger in the Lord. Now. Let's say about a year later, after the deliverance, you see this same young lady. This young man sees a young lady in the mall and they see each other. They smile and they exchange pleasantries, if you will. And, you know, at the end of the conversation, it's a short conversation. He walks off. But then the thought runs his, his mind. Man, it was good seeing her. Yeah, man, you know, she she was looking kind of nice. Well, he's meditating on this thought. He's on his way. By the time he gets home, the thought comes to mind. Man, you maybe perhaps you just invite her over. And the young man, he kind of wakes up. He says, no, I ain't doing that. You know, I me, mean, God, you delivered me from from this, this situation about a year ago. I'm not trying to get messed up back. I don't want to fall back in the trap. Then. Then he comes with another suggestion. Well, you know what? Just just uh, you all can go in separate cars. Just just go to the movies together. Now, that sounds pretty appealing. That sounds reasonable. That sounds good. And so you you begin to ponder on it while you're pondering. The young lady that you met in the mall calls you and says, how you doing? Or oh, let me get a better one. Mr. Meredith. <laughs> and anyway, you begin to respond and you're going back and forth. But all of a sudden, while you're talking with the young lady, something strange happens. You have an outer body experience. You're watching yourself, but these words come out of your mouth. You had no, you, you had no plans of saying. You invite this young lady, you say, look, uh, Friday night, why don't you come over? I'll cook dinner and we can watch a movie. The young lady replies, yeah, yeah that's cool. And she says, you know what? You, you still like pound cake? You say, yeah, I like pound cake. Well, I'm going to make a, a pound cake. You hang up the phone and you say, what have I done? You are shocked. You can't believe you just invited that young lady over. It's kind of like you, 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 you. You had no control. You was shocked at you was shocked that you asked her the question. 
Now, at this point, the young man has a choice. Are you going to, because you know the young man, he could end it. He could text her, say, hey, I'm sorry, you know what, I, I can't do this. But you know what, oftentimes, that man's pride or that man's friends will talk men to, well, you know, it don't mean nothing going to happen. You know, you know, God delivered you, man, you sure you got enough strength. You know, you'll be fine, man. You don't want to worry about it. <laughs> you already know how this story is going to end. Someone be, will be repenting. Now, let's examine what happens. The word of God tells us not to be ignorant of the enemies of Satan's devices. What happened here? Well, after the young man left the young lady, the thought came, man, it was good to see her. Yeah, man, she's she's looking nice. What's happening here? He's volleying. You've seen a volleyball game where the person to serve and, and, and the person on the other side will hit the ball back over and it's going back and forth. The enemy is volleying with your mind. He's giving these thoughts. And you know what? You're responding to those thoughts. Now, the word of God tells us to cast down every vain and wicked imagination or high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ. We should cast those thoughts down. In other words, you were when, when the enemy serves the ball to you. You slam that ball down where he cannot return it. A kill shot. Let me give you an example of a kill shot. Do you remember? During the temptation of Jesus, when Satan asked uh, Jesus to turn the stones into bread, notice his response. Man, may not, man will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If you notice the word that he gave Satan, the Satan couldn't return back. There was no volleying. He, kept, he, he delivered a kill shot where there is no more conversation about that situation. That's how you cast those thoughts down. And by the word, you cast those thoughts down by speaking that word out of your mouth. Now, so. We see volleying going on back and forth. The problem with volleying, the longer you go, the more bold the enemy will get. By the time in the story, in the example, by the time the young man got home, the, the thought came, why don't you invite her over for dinner? That thought came, he volleyed back and, and said, no, you know what, God delivered me. I'm not doing that. But then the enemy re replied with this thought, you know what? Y'all go in separate cars. Just meet her at the movie. Y'all just sit in the movies. Everything will be good. If you notice in the story, the man was pondering over that idea. Now, while he is pondering, the girl called. He falls into a trance. What do you mean? He falls in a, tr in a trance because he was already playing and meditating these thoughts, these ideas in his mind. And when he fell into the trance, listen, remember the outer body experience? When you give the enemy access to your mind, let me say it this way. When you, when the enemy serves a thought to you and you return the serve instead of killing that shot, that idea, you're now playing on the enemy's playground. You're playing the game and you're, it looks like you're in control, but you're not in control. The enemy is setting you up. When you get in that trance, he's captivated your thoughts. 
At that time, listen, once the enemy gets access to your mind, he has access to your members, the members of your body. So he's able to, to convince you to work through your body to say something that you didn't mean to say. You know, this this also true with anger or addiction or anything that you may be dealing with. The same process happens. So all of a sudden we see through the tongue action, the opportunity, the opportunity for action takes place. Now, in the example, the man, after he hangs up the phone, he has the opportunity to just kill it, to end the game. But you know what? His pride and his friends get in the way. And we all know that once again, the end result. That's and what we're talking about this evening is who are you volleying with? Who are you volleying with? Or we can say it this way. What are you meditating on? Because whatever you meditate on, if you meditate on long enough, the enemy will have you. Once again, we're talking about, listen, do not be ignorant of Satan's devices, his traps and his plans. Now, but let's see this, the same plan that I described. We see it unfold in Genesis chapter three, verse one. Let's read it. It says, now the servant was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God said, you shall not eat of any tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit from the trees of the garden, but not from fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, you will not eat. You will not eat of it, nor will you touch it or else you will die. Let's stop right here. We see the enemy talking to the woman. And I need to say this before we go on. Genesis chapter three. It's depicted on the outside. But if you notice, this is really what happens. Oftentimes it takes place in our mind. So the enemy talks to the woman. And the woman responds back. If you notice, it's not a kill shot. They're volleying back and forth. You know, I reminded uh, of the scriptures regarding Abraham. The word of God says he did not consider his own body, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. To consider means that you are volleying. What do you mean? You are considering those thoughts. The word of God says that Abraham did not consider his own body. In other words, the enemy talking to him, man, you know, you too old to have a child. How are you going to have a child? You can't do this. You can't do that. But but do you know how Abraham responded? God gave him a word. What was that word? I'm Abraham, the father of many nations. I'm Abraham. And then the word of God says, nor did he consider the deadness of Sarah's wounds. Sarah, Sarah and I are going to have a child. We're going to have a child together. Sarah and I, the princess, we're going to have a child. And that's how he responded to it. He said something. Now, listen, think about it. Every time he said his name was Abraham, that's what he responded. So the word of God says, once again, he did not consider his own body. Why? Because he said something and he did not listen. Every time he gave him a destructive thought that was contrary to the word of God, he shut the thought down with I'm Abraham, Sarah, my wife. 
and Abraham, myself, we're going to have a child. The word of God says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. You all, this is how we cast down thoughts from the very beginning. Let's continue reading. Then the serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. For God knows that on the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Satan tells her, you won't die. Now, let's stop here. At this point, Eve is in a trance. She's in a trance. She was volleying back and forth. Now she's in a trance. You won't surely die. What? That got her attention. That got her attention. And the enemy was able to talk to her mind. You know, our mind, sometimes you're watching a television show or something. You'll see this guy and you'll see someone talking to his ears and getting him to see some type of picture. And then the person will come and go on the other side of him and talk to the other ear. Can't you see it? Can't you see it? And next thing you know, the camera shows what's going on in his mind. The person... They're in a trance. The person is helping that person get there. The enemy was showing Eve a picture of what he was talking to her about. She fell into a trance. Let's continue on. It says, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, let's go. When the woman, what? She saw. She now can see what the enemy is trying to get her to see. The enemy has painted the picture. He's painting a picture in her mind. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasing to the eye and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and she gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then their eyes of both were open. Now, let's look at this. The word of God says, once again, when she saw that it was good for food, it was pleasing to the eyes and desirable to make one wise, she could see all of what the, the enemy was suggesting to her. It caused her, after the trance, to take action. Remember, when you fall in, in, in the trance, because the enemy has access to your mind at this point, If he has access to your mind, he has access to your members, the members of your body. She takes the fruit, eats of it. Now, then now she hands it to her her husband. Now, Adam, at this point, he could have shut it down. He could have stopped it. But he did not. He took the fruit and ate of it. Then the word of God says their eyes were open. Their eyes were open. You all, let's look at this process. We can see the volleying. We can see the volleying leads to being in a trance, if you will. And once you're in a trance, the enemy has access to your members. Now, we understand anything we see in the uh, natural or those world system, if you will. It's a copycat of the truth. Let me give you an example. Recently, I heard this young lady give her testimony. She said, you know, she was at, uh, you know, she was at church and they were in prayer service 
And this woman had these issues and this woman came uh, to the prayer circle and said, listen, um, I'm looking for sister so-and-so referring to the, to, to the young lady. Now the young lady said, I don't know this woman. And the woman said, listen, I'm dealing with some demonic activities. And the woman and the girl said, you know, you what? She said, now, you know, I said, I want to get my dad to get somebody. But but she called for me. She said, now, Lord, you know, I've never cast a demon out or anything of that sort. I, I've never done anything like that. She was meditating. And she began to walk up to the front to meet the young lady. Now, she's still unsure. She said she laid her hands on the woman and something interesting happened. The woman fell back a couple of feet, a feet as if she had a, was pushed really hard. She said the demon was cast out of the woman and everything was good. Now, she said this. She said, listen, you all, it had really nothing to do with me. And you know what? She said, the Lord told her, said, listen, I didn't want you to do anything. Listen, I'll do the work. I reminded with Jesus when Jesus was on the earth, he said, it's the father in me. He does the work. Listen, the Lord just want to do the work through you. But what happens when you lend, when you meditate on God's word and when situations arise, listen. The, the Lord can use you. The Lord can use you to deliver someone. The Lord's just using a vessel. He's just using you as a vessel. Now, once again, this system, volleying with the thoughts that will lead to a trance. Once you're in a trance, the enemy has access to your members. And you know what? You'll do things that you'll surprise yourself. Sin actually comes at the end. Now, once again, it can be wrapped in a different package. Let me give you an example. We see this same scheme. You remember in Daniel chapter three, referring to the three Hebrew boys, the three Hebrew boys. You'll know the story. The word of God says that Nebuchadnezzar had this huge statue built. And and. He gave the decree that when the people saw the statue and when they heard the music playing, they should bow to the statue. Everyone had to do this. Well, can you imagine when the word got out, the talking, because everybody I'm sure was talking about this. Now, the three Hebrew boys, I'm sure some people around them, them was talking to them as well. Can you imagine what they were saying? Man, Mesh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what are you all going to do? Man, you know, this is... Man, we can't believe they, they, they're trying to get us to bow to another God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, you know what? We, we're not bound. What you mean you're going to bow? You, you know, you, you know you, that's going to be your life if you don't bow. I mean, you know how Nebuchadnezzar is. You know, he doesn't play. Well, they said, you know what? We're not, we're not bowing. You notice their meditation was strong. They, their meditation was strong. The scripture says that they'll meditate on the law of the Lord day and night, they'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water and whatever they do, whatever they do, it will prosper. Let's get back to the story. Now, I'm sure there are some other good Hebrew friends that said, man, listen, you and you know, you all are good people. You all are leaders here in, in Babylon, you know, it's better if you live so you can teach the word of God 
or be a great influence to the other Israelites, those, those, the rest of us. But you know, you, you know, you really need to think about this. What's happening? The enemy will give you all kind of thoughts of why you should bow. You know, once again, before I go too far in this, this is what I'm describing. The scheme is the same. And the first example is given is just the enemy trying to deceive you to look at yourself so you can go into pleasures, if you will. He wants to draw you into sin or through pleasures. This right here is just trying to draw you, just trying to get you to conform, conform. To conform. He wants you to be selfish, just like the pleasures, but he wants you to think about yourself. Because the enemy knows if you think about your yourself long enough, you will comply. Now, so we understand, listen, when the music played, when the statue was there, they didn't bow. They didn't bow. Well, word got back to Nebuchadnezzar and the word of God says Nebuchadnezzar got furious. He got angry. And so Nebuchadnezzar sent for the boys. When the boys arrived, something interesting happened. Nebuchadnezzar all of a sudden became merciful. You know, the enemy is very inclusive. He's he's inclusive. He wants everyone to join his party. Nebuchadnezzar said, uh, listen, boys, I, I, I understand. Listen, you, you probably was busy doing this and you probably you, you probably didn't hear it. But listen, if you. When you hear the music next time, listen, just bow. Listen, I will forget this thing ever happened. You know, you all are good people. You know, I really like you all. You know, you my boys. You know, we, we got we, we here. Well, the word of God says they said, no, King, listen, we're not going to bow to the image. Listen, and our God can deliver us. And if not, listen, we still not going to bow. The word of God says once again, that Nebuchadnezzar, he became furious and he became angry and he commanded uh, some people in his army to go bind these three Hebrew boys to shackle them or what have you. And then he commanded some people to make that furnace seven times hotter, seven times hotter. And I think it's something is quite interesting here. The people who turned the furnace up seven times hotter, they were consumed. If you notice, the enemy is a master trying to get you to see your demise. See what's going to happen. He'll lie to you that what's going to happen to you. To me, you know, let me tell you something. This is my opinion. Now. I don't know, but I believe this is another opportunity that the enemy was trying to get those three Hebrew boys to reconsider. Reconsider what they had said. So they can run back to uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. Hey, King, you know what? We changed our mind. Listen, we're going to we, we'll bow down. We, we, we good. The enemy will try to get you to renege on what you said. Renege on your testimony. What are you going to do? Who are you volleying with? Because who you volleying with all determines what you're going to do. Well, we know the end of the story when they threw uh, the three Hebrew boys in the fire furnace. We know the story. Nebuchadnezzar looked in and saw someone else. He said it looked like the son of God. Now. People won't see what's inside you. 
until you're about to be thrown in that furnace. If you're thrown into the furnace, people will see Jesus. Now, let me say this. The enemy also knows that once you get to the furnace, he knows he's in trouble. What do you mean? The point I was about to make was throughout this process, the enemy did not want those boys to go to that furnace. Now, don't get me wrong, they was going if they didn't obey. But if you notice, he was giving them opportunity to opportunity to renege on that testimony. Because the enemy knows once you're cast in that fire for righteousness, he doesn't know how God's going to deliver you, but you better believe he's shaking in his boots. He is shaking in his boots. Now, why? Because the kingdom of God always works. The kingdom of God will always deliver. It will always come through. So we know the end of the story on the end of, of the end of that fire furnace promotion came for all of them. Promotion came. Now, some of you all may be saying, well, brother pastor, you know, I like that. that that's a good story. And, and, and I understand how the enemy will, will volley a thought to you. And, and I understand if you don't cast that thought down, you know, the, the, you, you, the enemy, you'll be volleying back and forth with the enemy. I understand that. Uh, a brother pastor also understand that eventually soon I'll be in a trance if I allow this to happen. And during the trance, while in that state, the enemy will have access to my members. And things can happen that I didn't plan on doing. I understand that from that trance, action is produced. So the point is this. Brother Pastor, I got this. I got the word. Well, let's look at it a more of a practical application. Once again, the first two examples, and including the word of God, I should say, was all about the enemy tempting you through pleasures Tempting you to look at yourself through pleasures. The three Hebrew boys story is getting you to look at yourself through pressure. Self-preservation. Motivated by a fiery furnace. Let's look at a modern day example of this. Now let's say it's a, uh, a single uh, Christian young, uh, young lady. Let's say she's in upper management at this mid-sized company. Uh, she's making a nice six figure salary. You know, she, once again, she has those three kids. She's single, you know, life is well. One day she goes to work and, uh, there is an unofficial meeting. Now it's just a, a handful of them, just a small number. And they say, look, you all, we need to do this, 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 and that because, uh, for the sake of the company and some of our stakeholders, you know, you know, we need to do this now, you, you know, that what they're asking you to do is really illegal. And you could go to jail for a small amount of time. But you also know the chances of, of anyone finding out is very slim. I mean, it is very slim. But your conscience is ringing. You know, in your heart, you shouldn't do this. You also know to not do this means termination. You, you all get back from the media and your boss comes in and just want to know, you know, are, you know, verbal commit. Are you on board with this? Blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you have the boldness. You say, you know what? No, nah. no, you know, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I, I can't do this. Your boss, he's furious and he leaves. 
Well, you're doing your work or what have you. About lunchtime, your boss's boss comes. The president comes and says, uh, Janet, you know, I know you've been a valued uh employee here. You've done great work. We really appreciate you. There's definitely room for promotion and things of that nature. And, and, you know, and, you know, you have those three kids and, you know, uh, my understanding so-and-so said that, uh, you know, you weren't going to, uh, do this, but you know, once again, I understand, listen, you, you got to get those three babies off to school and listen, I want you to take the rest of the day off. I mean, after all, listen, I, I, listen, it's your lunchtime. So why don't you take the rest of the day off to think about it? In fact, you know what? Take tomorrow off as well. Just think about it. I'm, I'm you know, we're, we're good. You know, I like you. You know, you're a good person. And, and you know, just come back the, the day after next and, you know, everything will be good. We, we know you're going to make the right decision. We have the utmost confidence in you. Well, Janet says, no, President, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And so, uh. The president responds back, well, I understand that. Well, we hate to lose you, but you need to go ahead and pack your bags. All right. So Janet packs her bags. She goes home. She's praying, God, now what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Well, meanwhile, something happens at that mid-sized company. And some people are exposed in senior management. And that leads to someone else being exposed. Long story short, between the, the board and HR, they offer you to be the president of that company. What happened here? When the enemy tried to play, to volley with those thoughts in that, in Janet's mind, Janet cast those thoughts down immediately. When her boss came to her and, and just wanted to know, are you, are you on the team? Are you going to do this? She answered quickly, no, I'm not going to do this. When her lunchtime came, the president came to her office and said, listen, are you are you going to do this? You know, we understand. Listen, listen, don't make an answer. Don't 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 give an answer right now. Just take the day off to, to, to think about it. What's happening? He wants her to start volleying in her mind. She wants her. To, he wants her to start thinking about it. But she was able to right away, just like three you boys say, no, we can't do this. You know, oftentimes when when. You see things like this happening and you see termination. You're willing to go through the fiery furnace. You better believe something is on the horizon that you did not see. Let me tell you something. The kingdom of God will always work for you, but you have to be willing to face the fire. Many people, listen, when they get to that situation, if even if they get that far, you know, they'll make a mistake and think about it for a few days, for, for that day and a half in the story. They'll think about it. The longer you think about it, you begin to consider where God says Aram did not consider his body nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. You begin to consider when you consider you begin to volley. If you begin to volley, you'll fall in that trance. And you know what? You may be volleying seemingly all the way up to the to the office when you return. But you know what's going to come out your mouth. You're going to fall in that trance when you get in the presence of that president. And what's going to happen? You will end up saying, giving a verbal commitment. That's how the enemy works. The word of God tells us not to be ignorant of his devices. Least Satan get Satan get an advantage over us and deceive us. You know what's happening? He'll deceive you right out of the blessings of the Lord. You all, who are you volleying with? 
your how things turn out is all going to be based on who you're volleying with. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.